On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I do our year in review and predictions for 2024. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special year-end episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host, the notorious Rob. And with me, as always, the fabulous Greg Robertson. I don't know. We got to. <laughs> My jazz hands have gone somewhere deep. Exactly. Um, and I don't even know what that noise was. I, I, I'm embarrassed now uh, at myself for making that noise. But um, hey, man, we made it through 2023. Um, almost, almost. Yeah, almost. I mean, obviously, we're recording this like a couple few days before, but by the time I think our audience gets this, it will be New Year's will be right on top of us. Uh, That's so right. this seems like the perfect time to do kind of a year-end review uh, episode of Installations. Um, you know, I think we had a great time with the Naughty and Nice list. Uh, we've got some <laughs> comments already. <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody somebody texted me like, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people sh- shuddered in fear when they first saw the title of your uh, <laughs> of your podcast. I'm like, well, I don't know about that. Um, but uh, so this is like I said, it's a year end review, and I thought we would do something, and it was a great idea by you, Greg, that uh, we might start by remembering, uh, you know, our our colleagues friends who left us uh this year yeah uh, we call this in memoriam and i think we would like to ask everyone just for a, a brief moment of silence while we remember them yeah um thanks everybody i mean you know looking back it's the ones that I put up here are Renwick Cogden, who was the founder of Improv. He had sold his company over to uh, Moxie Works a little bit before I did. Um, Dan and I did. Um, sold it over to uh, Lone Wolf. And then there was Frank Major. I mean, uh, CTO of Bright MLS. I mean, just, a, you know, really, really shaking things up and doing a great job over there. That was a shock. Uh, and Rick Trevino, um, CEO of Metrolist Services. I've known Rick for, God, 20 years. He was a staple at Metrolist and uh, was a tech guy over there. And uh, that, that was just painful yep. for everybody in that. And then, you know, Lauren Wallace, man. I mean, you want to talk about a vendor's vendor. Um, Lauren started up there in, in, in Canada and uh, he really just shook things up. I mean, it's the comp- his company was basically acquired by Vista, which was acquired by Stone Point which acquired my company, you know, Dan and I's company at WNR. So uh, Lauren is somebody who I dealt with back in the day. Um, this guy was just a trailblazer and mm-hmm. um, didn't take any prisoners either. So it's just, it's just a huge losses, especially these two founders that, you know, only had a taste of just after selling their companies. And it's just uh, all of them just really breaks my heart. But yeah. We uh, will miss them. Um, yeah. So. Having said that, let's move on to our year-end review. 
and I think this is mostly going to be you talking because you got very nicely prepared for this episode, which is a distinct change from last week's episode. Well, yeah, I was just <laughs> I was being caught caught. You know, we we're like, well, what would you name, Greg? What would you what was your what's your on your yeah. list and all that yeah. list? And I'm like, God yeah. dang it, I didn't do anything here. <laughs> so. Here's let's just reviewing, and this is not in chronological order or any particular order. Uh, what's the first thing that you want to review? You know? Yeah, I think there are two things really. Um, it started the, the year started off with like two interesting things that happened, and um, one of them was that, and you know, I think we all looked at this as a positive sign for the industry is that NAR won its case against the DOJ. Now, this was the case where. They had come up with an agreement with the previous administration. Um, they drafted this agreement. And then uh, I guess then we had a new administration. They tore that up and says, no, we're not doing this. And Eric said, that's cried foul. And they took him to court and the judge sided with them. Right. So um, I thought, you know, you, you know, for sure, we're not didn't predict that at all. So nope. there's no way that's going to happen. And. I don't know. Right now, is it there a thing now that that might even be overturned again? <laughs> so it's oh yeah, it goes it goes back and forth here a little yeah. bit. But I thought that was a a very interesting way to start off the year. I thought it was an interesting way, and I think I might be the only person, maybe in the industry, who didn't think this was good for the industry or NAR. Uh, in fact, I remember writing at the time. This is, I thought it was a giant mistake. I still think it was a giant mistake because what it then does is it really motivates the DOJ to go after NAR. And they were already motivated to begin with. Uh, and I'm not saying like I'm a fan of the DOJ. They're the fucking deep state, you know. Screw those guys. Screw the government. <laughs> but at the same time, you can't ignore the fact that like those are some scary motherfuckers over there. You don't want to piss them off. I thought it would have been better for NAR to just give up essentially, just surrender ahead of time. Okay, cool. Like you're going to pull out. What do you need? You know, bend over because – now, what the DOJ's got in store for you is ten times worse. And yeah, I we're never really seeing got. That. Yeah, I never really got it because they. I think even the agreement, and they they always said this doesn't mean we're not going to investigate you again, right? So I right. just it just was a weird. It's just a right. weird kind of thing. And, and there's know? some legal things. I saw. I wrote a post, a giant post about this. Like this, the appeals court will overturn this. Um, so you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um, that's a good one. All right. Yeah, I mean, the second thing is, is that I think what is now really being called the kind of portal wars really started to kind of heat up here in the beginning of the year where there was a that's big right. rumor out there that CoStar was buying Realtor.com, right? That's right. And everybody was like, what the hell is this all about? And there was rumors of it being a $3 billion deal. Um, I remember seeing Spencer Raskoff on some podcast saying that was too cheap. I mean, I, you know, obviously yeah. Yeah, he wanted, he wanted whatever comp it was for, for the other things to go up. But, um, that, that, that was definitely in everybody's, uh, everybody was talking about that for a while there. Um, let me, the, you, so let me ask, did you think it was rumor or do you think there was some fire there? You know what I mean? Like, no, I, think, smoke no I, I totally think they were, they were absolutely, I think Andy even said, it's like, well, you know, we, we looked at them for sure, but then decided, you know, yeah. They had, you know, were going to use what they got, right? They bought homes.com. It seemed kind of an odd thing. Um, and yeah. then, you know, nowadays, I mean, it, it does look um, shockingly smart. I mean, if you really, and, you know, who knows whether the realtor brand is really mm -hmm. the average consumer understands, you know, what that is, but uh, if mm -hmm. it's been tarnished or not. But, you know, it, it does seem like a, 
a good move for them, right? Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah. And it's like, the, it's not like the portal wars have gone away, right? We're in a different portal war now. I feel like Redfin has sort of stepped back from the portal war, and it's really between Zillow and CoStar now, right? It's between Zillow and Homes.com. And yeah, what that brings yeah. us in 2024, we'll, we'll find out. But it, it's sure to be pretty interesting with all the other changes that happened in 2023. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, looking at it also, um, you know, with such a flurry of activity as far as like uh, um, acquisitions and mergers and things like that that happened in, in 2021 um, and 2022, mm-hmm. um, not a lot of companies um, – got acquired. The biggest exception here was a, an actually a very huge one where Inside Real Estate had bought Boomtown. That's right. Um and that was uh that was that was kind of it for the for the whole year as far as big acquisitions. Right. Um and this was I think still in the first quarter of the year. Um things hadn't quite settled in of how just miserable the market was going to be <laughs> in regards to uh supply and interest right. rates and everything else. Um, and, but, you know, there wasn't a lot of, uh, companies being acquired, like in the fast pace. I mean, you know, famously, I always, I always tell the story of our acquisition. That was uh, December of 2020. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, subsequently Lone Wolf had bought five companies in the span of nine months. Mm-hmm. Right. And there were other companies that, you know, had been bought before Emprev was bought before that, um, yep. uh, Renwick's thing. Um, so yeah, just, you know, that all just came to a screeching halt. I mean, what do they call these, these were the, the ZERP years, right? I think is the, the, the phrase I've been yeah. hearing, right? That yeah. zero interest rates. Um, and then, you know, we found out CoStar is not in fact going to buy realtor.com. So that yeah. was, uh, uh, another thing. Um, and, uh, I put down here some notes like MLS consolidation continues. Um, I just, there are, there have been a few associations that have been merged into, um, into MLSs. I think the latest one was a very small one in an Emirates territory called Quincy. Uh, I think, uh, I think there was a big one that happened with one key MLS or a larger one, one key yeah. MLS Hudson yeah. Valley yeah. or something. Yeah. I can't remember the exact name of that. Um, which was, uh, again, and there's some other ones in the beginning of the year. I just don't remember the ones, but I know but, we're, we're getting you know, the thing is bit. like, We've talked about this. Like, okay, man. So now, what are we down to now? Five hundred thirty-three. Do you know what I'm saying? Five twenty-two is you know. It's too slow. You know, it's just too slow. I mean, it's about to get quicker. I think both. It is about to get quicker for sure. Agree on that for sure. Yeah, but you're Um, right. I mean, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. I love this next one, man. This one's so big, dude. The Zillow partnership with Open Door. Yeah. I mean, who could have predicted this, right? I mean, these guys were basically Rich Barton had gone on to uh, Ben Thompson's Stratechery uh, podcast and had at, at one point called uh, Open Door an existential threat to Zillow. Yep. And then they went all in, and then they they whimpered out um, of the eye buying market, and then you know. Strange bedfellows, right? I mean, dog sleeping with cats, Zillow partners sure. open door, sure. Um, which was, you know, again, blew both our minds. But uh, I, I have I, one I, that's directly connected. So a little okay. bit more after this happened, uh, which is that Zillow and Redfin have done a deal, right? On oh, okay. new construction, 
you know, so now okay, Redfin right, yeah. is getting fed by Zillow. Like, again, that's a scenario that I don't think either one of us would have seen five years ago, let's say, right? Yeah. Four or five years ago. Um, like, yeah. Uh, well, with new home inventory, with newer homes, you know, new homes being such a large part of the active inventory now. Yeah. Um, had to do something, right? Because uh, but the wasn't fact that- there like a story in the middle, middle of the year or sometime that was like half or a third of the active listings sold were mm-hmm. new homes or something? Yeah, just 30%. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that Redfin chose to do a deal with Zillow like that instead of kind of going mm-hmm. off and doing their own thing, which is, I think, what they would have done in the past because they saw themselves as a direct competitor to Zillow. I mean, what that says to me is in the exact same way that Zillow partnered with Open Door, obviously it happened after where Zillow said, oh, we're not in the iBuying business. So we're going to partner right. with the top iBuyer, right? This almost says to me that Redfin's kind of like, we're not in the portal business. Yeah, you I see mean, what I'm saying? well, they're not even in the employee, in a real estate agent business anymore. I mean, but the, they are. The problem with just, Redfin they is they are. They you know, are. They're just so right now is like the, they have never been profitable, so they haven't really proven it out. So okay, that's for them wrong. to spend money to go out there and kind of acquire new home data, um, I don't think they had it. Just the the, uh, the board had the muster to spend that money on that. Right when they can get it cheaper, no matter what their ethos is. I mean, we'll find out what this means if there's any actual meaning. It could just be, you know, a couple of morons on the internet speculating. I'm just saying, like, Redfin doing that deal to me signaled that maybe Redfin's really, really thinking of, oh, you know, we're a brokerage. You know, obviously, we have a website like any other brokerage, it's a very large website, it's a really good website, but we're a brokerage first and foremost. We're not a portal. Let's partner with the top portal. Yeah, that's all I'm getting at. Right? The whole Redfin thing, too, is, is just like I always say about this business at one point, the disruptors come back to mama. And what I mean by that is that, you know, they think they can do it without agents, or in the case here, you know, they'll have their own employed agents. But somehow that model always goes back to, well, we're going to partner with agents or now Redfin is going to like pay their top performers, uh, you know, on commission in a sense. Right. So it's that model just keep which gives me a little bit of hope for, you know, <laughs> that, you know, how things are going to go forward um, yeah. even with all these trials and stuff. I mean, it's uh, right, so here's let, let's a, be it's a very, a very it's a very, you know, uh, the model is just. It's very, you know, it's it's still undefeated. I mean, so far. It, hold on a second. I mean, you're, you've made a couple of really key misrepresentations, <laughs> which leads to disinformation. Uh, interpretations. interpretations. Right. First of all, Redfin did go to a different compensation structure, right, where they're compensating agents more than they were previously, and it's more that split type model. But re- those agents are not independent contractors. They're still employees of Redfin. Let, let's be clear yeah, about that. Yeah, okay, Red, sure, sure, okay. Redfin sure. is still a W-2 agent company. They're just changed the comp structure. Well, they, they're both. They're both, right? They do W-2 and they do partnerships with agents in areas but they don't But they, they don't have any 1099 independent contractors running around telling managers to fuck off, you know, like other brokers right. do, right? Right. And I think what we're going to see next year is that that W-2 element is going to be real important. Especially as like compensation models change, as these rules, like we'll find out in February or March what the injunction is going to be. It, Redfin's going to be able to react to that way faster than any other brokerage because their agents are W two employees who have to do what the manager, what the boss tells them. 
to do or get out, right? Now, from a monetary standpoint, maybe it doesn't change. Maybe Redfin has figured out in order to really incentivize our top agents, we've got to pay them in this way. But there's always been this notion in the industry that the way you pay people and W status go hand in hand. And I think Redfin is going to show that it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be that way. You could have employee agents who do have to take your classes, who do have to show up for meetings, who do have to, you know what I mean? Like who actually have to be employees, but still compensate them on a percentage basis. I think we're going to find that out. So I'm just, I'm not ruling Redfin out, dude. I think Redfin could be the surprise story of 24. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Maybe we'll have our predictions. (laughs) All right. Um, Next, uh, I have down here. Morel receives class action status. That you know, it's so goddamn confusing now, right? Um, I think yeah. Housing Wire put out an interactive map of all the damn copycat lawsuits yeah. going on yeah. in the country. So yeah. maybe we'll put a link of the show notes to that. Yeah. Uh, it's just whatever. Yeah. Um, then uh, some of the bigger MLSs got together um, and launched a, a portal called Nestfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to a much um, confusion. Yeah. What do you think there. about that? I I I don't think they they launched it to really compete with, you know, the normal portals out there. I mean, they, they don't have right. the scope or anything else. I think. So why they do it? I think they had to have some sort of public presence for uh, their 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 MLS uh, members and subscribers as a. Uh, call it a side bet, right? Call it call it a uh, um, just in case. Because um, I don't think we ever did an episode on Nestfully because there yeah. was so much other stuff going on, right? Yeah. So it kind of flew under the radar, but I was just curious because I'm like, what are you all doing? I don't, no, I don't I get mean, it. You know, again, it, I, I think I, I would characterize it more as a side bet. If, if there's so many things going on in the industry and, you know, with the whole, you know, Zillow buying showing time, I think the MLSs are, you know, we're, we're circling the wagons more a little bit. And <clears throat> we can talk about that later on a little bit on mm-hmm. kind of what I'm doing now a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's going to get, uh, what kind of traction it's going to get or has got. But I mean, I think it, to me, it was more of a side bet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, keeping on the MLS front, I will say just, you know, as somebody who pays attention here, just to, again, from a vendor's perspective, really saw the rise of uh, Retsby AI and Cuba Casa with floor plans. So this is the AI component would be mostly people would use it in maybe some compliance stuff, but really photo tagging, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's adding another rich data element to to real estate data, which and I've just seen those guys more and more MLSs have partnered with them and using mm-hmm. that technology this year. Same thing mm-hmm. with Kubacasa. I mean, I've been like you know pontificating, evangelizing floor plans on yep. MLS for a long time now. Um, Zillow does it with some of their you know now yep. with their uh, up upgraded listing kind of content, but. Um, you know, hopefully there's going to be a basically a tipping point on all the both of those where most photos are tagged as, you know, master bedroom or primary bedroom and, you know, backyard, kitchen, those kind of things. I think that's going to be great for um, will cause some innovation in some of the real estate software programs out there and floor plans. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. to me, you know, looking at a floor plan to me is just it's as I've I've written before, it's like almost like the way aerial images were introduced into real estate when you when you could add yeah. like an aerial image or a map to it that was yeah. auto doing that. So I, I'm I 
100% on both these guys. I, I'm, I'm singling out two companies here, but um, just, you know, the fact of AI in, in regard to photo tagging and, and uh, floor plans, no matter what the technology they're using, I think is a good thing. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's just the start of it. I, before we leave the MLS space, um, mm-hmm. I want to throw something out there. We have more MLS coming here, but yeah, go ahead. Because um, it just occurred to me as we were talking, like maybe something about 2023 is a non-event, something that did not happen, right? which again, we haven't talked about at all. right? So maybe we got to revisit this issue next year. Like, um, God, now, now the, even the name is slipping uh the, the MLS tech company that four MLSs got together and bought. Remind? Remind. Yeah. Have we heard anything from Remind in 23? No. I mean, um, no, not at all. I mean. Right? I, I, I just, actually, I just. Um, the fact that I even oh. forgot their name. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I just post something. Um on Vendor Alley where my old company, Lone Wolf, um, they, they were, uh, a real comp MLS had, had adopted Remind Docs Plus, which was like a, right. you know, transactions kind of right. forms thing. And then just to, just this week, they announced that they're bringing transaction desk back right. to real comp. And that, that, that mirrors something that happened in, um, Las Vegas last year, Greater Las Vegas. They had gone to Remind and then went then went back to Transaction Desk. Right. So, um, I don't know. I mean, if there's like I, the worst transaction of, of of ever in real estate, I mean, that's got to be up on the list there. But what sure. I mean is, like, when Remind that deal first happened, I remember saying something about, "Look, I don't understand how you're going to have the four MLSs, you know, who are all like these tiger." You know, leaders. Like, right. I remember Kip Cooper sent me a T-shirt. It's like he had a T-shirt made, and <laughs> yeah. you know, I was like, okay, like we'll see. But the thought then was that because Remind is owned by MLSs, that other MLSs would be much more open to adopting it. And I think it's pretty clear no one has. And the, again, I'm not saying this happened last year, but or this year. But the fact that with everything that's happening, that this year we didn't once mentioned remind yeah. like we like you and i have heard absolutely nothing about some mls somewhere adopts remind none of it it's like and i guess i thought of it because when you're talking about nestfully it's sort of the same dynamic when you have mls is com- coming together to do something like this like really guys like, have you have you no, looked at I, your governance I mean, model? I, I just want to, you know, just make everything clear. I mean, Rob brought this up. I've I've been famously a, a kind of a a, a remind, you know, uh, uh, I've been very hater. bearish hater. on uh, hater, yeah, hater. On, bearish hater. on remind, right? So, hater, and and also like a, a really bearish on, um, you know, MLS's thinking that you know they can become a vendor now, you know. Full disclosure, I am now working with MLS Aligned, who Which is, is a, a software company um, that is doing a showing software called uh, Aligned Showings. And um, I think this group of people realize, okay, you know, they're being very successful with their, their own ownership <laughs> in, in deploying it. But it's a different animal when you want to go out there to the market. And uh, that's what I'm trying to help them overcome so that you don't have a situation like's going on um with other kind of these mls initiatives so 
Yeah. I'm walk. I'm walking a tightrope here. <laughs> I, I hear tell. you. Yeah, okay. I hear you. No. And I know so, the MLS uh, Align guys. Like, I, I could just. I've. I might have done work for them in the past, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, since I'm no longer bound by it, like here, my take on MLS Aligned is: Why don't y'all just merge? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, why don't y'all you know. just merge and become one giant MLS? I don't understand. Well, because we know why. Because governance and their boards and their blah blah blah. Well, it's we'll like, get okay, into guys. we'll get we'll get into some predictions yeah, at the yeah. end of this, like we said. Yeah. All right. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that because as you were talking about no, Nestle and Respire, I'm like, <laughs> just, how's that? We not talk about Remind at all. We didn't plan this out. We didn't plan this out. Either, <laughs> no. So. I'm gonna, it would I mean, be unusual know, if we planned this out. Emily yeah. and Jeremy and Kip and. Um, Miami, I forgot right? the last one. Um, it was Miami, I think. Miami, okay. Then, yeah. you know, uh, Rob yeah. brought it up. I didn't bring it up, all right? Yeah. So we'll, we'll continue on here. Hey, you know what? If um, we're wrong, you know, feel free to tell us and come on the show and tell us, like, all the progress you've made with Remind and how many other MLS have adopted Remind. Like, feel free. Come on board. You know, I'm happy to be wrong. So I'm very often wrong, as Greg there, and there, Sonny remind me. Is there a crickets me. button here on my, on my pad? <laughs> Anyway, all right. All right. Speaking of AI, speaking, speaking of, of AI, AI, I just put this on here. I, I I don't remember if anybody's done this in in real estate, but it was like every conference, every speaker. It was AI, AI, AI. I mean, it's just like just it, it happened in real estate. It happened everybody, in real estate. Too. Everybody just talked yeah. about AI. Yeah. I mean, every speaker, everything yeah. you read, it's all about AI. This is predominantly a tech thing, but um, good lord, if somebody says yeah. AI one more time. I think I'm going to throw up, right? I mean, okay. Just, well, I'm, I'm about to bad. say AI one more time, so <laughs> yeah. uh, we're we're going to be talking about AI for a long time here. I, you know, the thing that puzzles me is, and I just wrote about this in my predictions post. Like, why everybody's talking about AI, but every talk at every real estate conference, every real estate new magazine, every real estate anything is like AI is wonderful for real estate. This is going to really help real estate agents, right? And I'm like, yes, but <laughs> it is going to replace a whole bunch of real estate agents, right? I mean, can we agree on that? Here's what I mean. Real estate is a macroeconomics-driven industry. In other words, brokers and agents do not go out there and create demand. They don't create supply, right? They just broker, you know, like supply, like they just make match buyer and seller essentially into a transaction. The reason I say that is 2023, and this is one of our big things, so I'm just pulling it forward, is probably the worst year that I can remember in terms of transaction numbers. I think NAR just released their numbers say we're going to come in under 4 million homes sold, Good existing homes sold this year, Right. And again, lots of reasons, but the reasons well, have nothing to do with the industry, yeah. right? The reasons have to do with interest rates, the reasons have to do with inflation, the reasons have to do with whatever, Pandemic. right? Right. The, the, all this sort of macroeconomic factors, right? Okay. So if the, pie, the size of the pie is fixed, in other words, like the industry does not affect the size of the pie. We're not like cars, like where automakers could make more cars and increase the number of right? Okay. In that scenario, when you introduce something like AI that's going to make agents far more effective and efficient, and like, doesn't that naturally imply we're going to have concentration of transactions and power in the best top 10%, 50% of agents? Right? No, I think, I mean, 
you know, so I was listening to another podcast the other day and I think the way I heard it, this is like, I mean, anything that has helped productivity, any technology that's helped productivity, it, it, it did, it, it did maybe in a certain industry, lower the number of people there, but then it, it brought out a whole other industries because sure. of it. I mean, what they were sure. saying was something like the tractor, right? If you look back with the introduction of the tractor, I mean, in, in the U.S., it, you know, there was probably, you know, 40% of people were involved in agriculture. By mm -hmm. the time, mm -hmm. um, you know, the tractor and things, other things were introduced, it was like 2%, but That's the, right. the, the country grew, right? There's That's other right. things That's that came of it, That's right? right? So That's I right. don't know if it's such a, you know, a death sentence. There, there might be just new ways because of that productivity that open up other things in real estate that we don't even know about yet, right? Yeah, so, don't I mean, get me wrong, so, man. Yeah. I'm a fan of AI, like that productivity feature because, again, I, I feel like I've been saying this over and over. Like there's value to the real estate agent, to the good realtor, right? There's real value there. Yeah. And I don't think that goes away because human beings are human beings. I'm just pointing out if AI is what it – you know, it becomes what people think it's going to become – then like one agent's going to be able to do 200 transactions, right? Without any drop in service levels. Okay, that's like 190 transactions that other agents aren't going to be able to do. So guess what? Those other agents are probably going to have to go find something else to do, which again, at a, at a macro level, maybe it's a good thing because maybe some of those agents should be doing something else, right? In fact, right. I'm fairly convinced that a huge chunk of agents, huge chunk of realtors probably should be doing something else because they're really bad at their jobs, yeah. right? And if AI is what makes that happen, fucking fantastic. It's just, I'm just pointing out, like it's odd to me that very few people at the conference circuit in the publications, you know, they're doing the rah-rah AI thing is even bringing that up. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, okay, but shouldn't you bring that up? Like, isn't this like an obvious thing? You know, hey, this AI is wonderful. It means that eighty percent of you are going to lose your jobs. Like, I think I, I think there's nothing you really can point to right now other than that vibe of it's going to be make people more productive. It once well, once the killer apps or the the, the kind of uh, the training happens on on specific databases or whatever that shows the power of that, I think mm -hmm. you'll hear more of that, right? But oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting if uh, 24, we have all the real estate conferences still talk about AI, but as a real threat. That'll be really amusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's part of the narrative. That's the main, main topic, yep. right? Yep. Um, yeah. Again, going back to the portals a bit, um, there was a new CEO at Realtor.com mm -hmm. um, announced, right? This is, uh, I think, somebody from their Australian market. So yep. to me, that I don't know if that's a signal or not, but... Um, um, I, I did, you know, there was a kind of a point in time where we were seeing, and I, I don't know if it became because there were so many conferences or the, you know, we had that one year where all the, they were overlapping, whatever, but, you know, we did see, I think a lot of the industry events, the attendance was falling a bit. And I think this yeah. is due to basically cutting budgets because the, of course, you know, if you look at the lowest transactions ever, I mean, that a lot of, a lot of the models out there, if the agents aren't producing, they're not buying and, and that caused people to less spend less, right? So mm -hmm. we have that going on. Yeah. Um, uh, again, portal-wise, uh, Homes.com announces that they were now surpassing Realtor.com traffic. Um, Realtor.com took up section of that. There's been some brouhaha, what numbers. Nobody's really public with what they're using. So um, I don't know if I'd put an asterisk on that, but I mean, you know, uh, yep. 
I, you know, again, you've always been very, very bullish on CoStar. And, you know, the, so far the guys uh, over there, Andy Florence, yeah. uh, is yeah. delivering, right? So, uh, yeah. There, there mean, are very uh, few people in the world that I would like to fight against less than Andy Florence. <laughs> than Andy Florence yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Bright MLS. I mean, with all yeah. the talk of these settlements and everything else and not settlements, but lawsuits, uh, just broke, uh, free because, you know, Northwest MLS had, had announced that they had, uh, changed their compensation policy, yep. but they were broker owned. Bright MLS to kind of announce this really was something different because yep. they were NAR affiliated and that caused a little bit of stir in the MLS world where, uh, NAR said, well, we've always, you know, we've never, yeah. ever, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, cared yeah. about. This is always know, the case. This is yeah. always the case, which every was the biggest eye roll in the goddamn industry was <laughs> Absolutely. When, when, when that thread, that thread was Absolutely. revealed. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, and, and you know what? Here's the thing. I think that's actually important to point out, right? That it wasn't even like two years ago when Bright went to NAR and said, can we do this? And NAR said, absolutely not. You must offer compensation. It must be above over zero. And then now to even pretend like the level of gaslighting over there, like, guys, the game is up. Like, we now well, see very, very clearly. Right? I mean, I think it came up in the trial too, right? Where they kind of like, right. we've never threatened anybody with this and that. And then boom, just right. Here's a letter. Screen. Right. Yeah. I, so, you know, I mean... But the important takeaway, I think, from that episode, as unimportant as it is in the larger scale of things, the important takeaway to me is that NAR either has no appetite to enforce its rules or has no ability to enforce its rules against an MLS like Bright. Right. And, uh, you know, I think I kind of touched on that, wrote about it earlier this year. So here's my question. What happens if Bright says, you know what? Take any other uh, mandatory policy. Clear cooperation. Yeah. If Bright says, right. fuck that, we're not doing that. Yeah. Is NR going to enforce it? If you're not enforcing that, what are you enforcing? Right. And if you're not enforcing anything, then talk about a paper tiger. Everyone thinks NAR is all this, this powerful and whatever. Is it? Right. Well, I mean – it's not and, very it's you're not looking very good right now, right? So And it all flows from that decision. When Bright MLS said we're not we're changing our compensation, NAR did not enforce its rules and pretended like that was always the rule. And it's and I use the word pretended because like you said, everyone in the MLS space space giant eye roll, like what the fuck? Like what are you talking about? Yeah. You would have been more honest for NAR to come out and say, you know what, we're gonna change this. It used to be we didn't allow this. We're now going to change it to allow it. Yeah, and you know, and again, and, and you know, I always, I always seem to be defending these guys, but um, you know, there, it could be a little bit gameplay because the trial was coming up. This is a bit before the trial, so you know, yep, you, you never know with all this stuff, Rob. So. Sure. Um, sure. Okay, keeping on kind of that, MLS Pen who. Uh, Nosevic? What, what the hell was that? I Nosalek. Mispronounced. Nosalek. Say it again. Nosalek. Nosalek. Okay. Uh, they settled with them. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, uh, the DOJ wasn't, or the judge first wasn't happy with the settlement, uh, the first settlement. Then they tried a second settlement. Um, and judge again, was okay with then that. the DOJ came back and says, well, we're still not happy with this. 
judge said it was okay, but the DOJ has now said it's not yeah. okay. When I wrote about this recently, I, I my the, the first thing that came to mind was um, that old uh, gag with Lucy and Charlie Brown and the uh, football and how she would convince Charlie Brown to kind of yeah. kick the football, but at the last minute would always take it out of the way and Charlie Brown would always fail for it. But uh, that's what yeah. it felt feels like here. Um, but there's supposedly, I think, something where the DOJ supposedly is going to actually by February 15th actually say what they want, which we've been waiting for forever, which we, you know, we've always said, well, they're never going to do that. And I, I still think they're never going to do that, but we'll, we'll, we'll find out here. I think they will. I think they oh, will. Okay. All right. Good. I, and I think basically what the department of justice is waiting for is the injunction in Sitzer. Right. That's what I believe. And so once that Sitzer injunction comes out, then I think the DOJ will go back to the no select judge and be like, this is what we want. Because I think right. the Sitzer judge is going to hand down a hammer. Because, I mean, and what's his name? Um, Ketchmark even said so. Like, he came out and admitted, like, I've been in communication with the Department of Justice all along. Before, during, and after, yeah. Before, during, and after. And in this whole settlement injunction thing, he has to file a motion. Like, I'm sure he's crafting that with the DOJ. So whatever that injunction, at least proposed by the plaintiff, will be what will reflect largely what the DOJ wants. Right. And I think once that's in place, then I think the DOJ goes back to no select judge and say, hey, so this is a federal judge issued this injunctive relief. You should do the same. The settlement needs to incorporate this. I think that's what they're going to do. All right. Next up, I think is, um, yeah, I have it down here, the Rapitoni outage. Oh, my God. That was a big deal. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because I, I think if you look on my blog, Avenger Alley, I, I only mention it after things have got settled down because it's bad juju to me because, you know, as much as maybe the other vendors, um, you know, <laughs> it's human nature to like when you see your competitors, you know, fumble, right? Uh, but this could happen to anybody. Um, you know, now, you know, it's arguable whether it could happen to a, as big a company as as Black Knight or, or CoreLogic, but still, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I've seen it too many times before. Anybody says that it's impossible. Um, and, you know, it just it was a terrible thing to happen to those guys. Yeah. You know, it was it a ransomware attack, wasn't it? Hmm? It was, was a ransomware, ransomware attack? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there have been other uh, MLS companies that had uh, that happened to them before. Um, but it's just like it's something you don't want to, like, uh, pound on for sure. And, yeah. like, what yeah. I from what I've read, there's a lot of people that came together. I mean, there's a lot of uh, MLS uh, uh, software companies that, you know, chipped in right zen list yeah i think yeah. you know yeah. uh, rpr um yeah. i know core logic and black knight had to do some things to help because they're all kind of connected so um yeah maybe you know i think it turned into be something um where the industry got together but yeah the rapatoni just a, a travis travis did yeah. happen um to anybody you know what's interesting about that is since that happened i you know i think right now as we speak, yeah, I think First American is going through us. Yeah, uh, just off of the attack. Mr. Cooper Nation Star. Correct. Thing, right? So right. So it's like it's almost it, okay. Conspiracy theory time. Oh, it's almost go, like yeah. whoever did this went after Rapatoni first, and then once they figure out how to do it, then they went after the title companies, right? Which is where the real money's at. Like you know, it's not out of the world. Like 
you know, there are organized crime, you know, elements doing cyber attacks. Who, who the hell knows? But, uh, you know, I was, I thought one of the interesting things about the Rapatoni outage um, was to your point, like how quickly sort of the industry rallied around to try and fix that problem, try and help sort of brokers and agents. It wasn't necessarily like a perfect thing, which then suggests like, yeah, people are probably going to be having a lot of conference around backups and things like that. But good, you know, maybe that's what we needed. Uh, but uh, yeah, I remember that. That was a kind of a big deal. Yeah, for sure. And then we get to the big ones, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> there were rumors all throughout the year about the, a story dropping um, regarding s- some sort of sexual harassment inquiry at NAR, and then it hit. It hit the New York Times. Um, names were named. Um, you know, belt buckles were shown, um, you know, lots of kind of, uh, sword, you know, and, or hints of sword details were out, uh, and which, which came basically at first to, um, some denials and then later, you know, uh, some resignations. Um, this is when, uh, KP, Kenny Purcell, uh, uh, left the president's position of NAR, and that's when mm-hmm. Tracy came in as the um, new president of NAR. Um, interim, yep. Interim, and and then you know the calls for the heads of NAR, right, of to be uh, to leave um, or resign, right. Um, and this is Which, all with yep. the backdrop of the Sitzer Burnett trial, you know, coming up. Yeah. Uh, and that's the next thing I have on here is, you know, just really just right on the heels of that. Yeah. Uh, Sister Burnett comes out and the whole industry is focused to Missouri. Yep. Um, and and what's going on with these uh, nine or was it six or nine? It was six. six. I mean, nine total, but ended up yeah. being eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, non-homeowners deciding the fate of of how consumers are charged for real estate. And boom, that's the big thing that happened. That's the big story no of the year is that the, no the, uh, the damn uh, the jury came back and was for the, uh, the plaintiffs for yeah. um, uh, giving Sitzer Burnett the win and NAR and uh, Berkshire Hathaway and Keller Williams the lose. Uh, anywhere and uh, Remax uh, had settled beforehand and you made them, you know, uh, part of your most interesting people here list as far as, and they look like uh, really smart people for kind of getting out of there. Now, you know, there's other things going on here, but I mean, for this thing, they definitely dodged a bullet um, on that. So I know one of the things you have on this list is uh, Bob Goldberg retiring early, which was kind of an event. Um, Here's the question. Do you, which which issue do you think led to that? Is it more the sexual harassment issue, or is it more the Sitzer Burnett issue, or is it a combination of both? Like, you know, why 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 leave early like that when everyone knew you were scheduled to leave? And I think it was twenty four, right? Well, I think was it at the end of this year? No, I thought it was. Year? I I thought it was through end of twenty four. I could yes. be wrong. You know, I think I mean you got to say it's a. I, I I would say it's probably a combination of both, right? Um, but I mean, you know, maybe there's an optics thing there, right? Where if, if you're leaving, I mean, is it better to leave upon the story of a, of a huge sexual harassment accusations 
or is it better to leave on the story that, you know, you lost a lawsuit about commissions? Mm -hmm. A big one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know well, which is so wise or whatever. Do you think he voluntarily said, I've had enough of this or do you think it was forced out? I think he left. I think, I think he saw the writing on the wall and just left voluntarily. He just said, "Hey, you know, I'm no, I'm supposed to re leave, whatever, whenever he was supposed to leave. But enough of this. I'm out. I don't need to deal with this drama." Well, I don't know if I, I don't need to deal with this drama. I don't think him. I don't think Bob would, you know, shy away from a fight. I mean, it's just that. But I mean, yeah, right, because then he there, then he was forced out. Yeah, I, right? I don't know. I mean, you know, I I don't know. I don't know what you know. <laughs> of course you, you don't know. know. Neither of us you know. know. Yeah, I'm just I mean, asking you, know, you to speculate like a proper well, blogger on the internet how would. How does it, you know, you know, you always hear that the two cliches are like, it was a mutual decision. Of right? course. That's, but And then the other one is like, I really wanted to spend more time with my, with my family, right? right? So, right. you know, all those right. things, anybody, but, everybody says all that stuff and nobody knows what the real story is. But right? like, so you, look, you resigned from your post, right? And that was... Clearly, you going. I want to do other things. <laughs> that was like, you know what I mean? There was no. That that's clearly Greg Roberts was not forced out, unless you want to tell me otherwise. Right now, you know. But in Bob's case, like, there's some questions around that. You know what I mean? And if he yeah. was forced out, then the question is, who forced him out? Right. I don't know. I don't. I yeah. I mean, you know, the, remember the executive committee came out in full support right after the. Uh, the I know, right? I mean, so, I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's really, you know, as much as we, as I, you know, said, there's these cliches and everything else. I still think there's there's times when a leader knows, you know, it's time to go, right? I mean, it's just it's time here. I mean, I, I've I've, you know, whether it was true, not true, or exaggerated with the sexual harassment stuff. That's an L, right? As you said in the naughty and nice list, I mean, he's got to take that L. Um, this lawsuit, um, another big L, right? Um, you look at the macro market that's going on. It's like, how am I going to really improve things? It's like, maybe it is, you know, a guy could be self-reflective enough to know to himself, to himself and say, you know, maybe this does require some new eyes. And... Um, Honestly, you know, it's going to be a tough hoe. I'm, I'm out of here. I mean, I, that's not that's not so crazy either. It's not so crazy. No, I'm not saying it, yeah. it is crazy. But to your point, I mean, you've known Bob way longer than I've known Bob. You know, I've only met him a couple of times at conferences. Uh, and to, like you said, he's it's not like he's afraid of fighting. You know, he spent 36 years, 38 years, whatever, you know, at NAR, right? You know, for a leader of that stature to be like, Hey, things are rough, so I'm gonna leave early. That doesn't well, feel right. Yeah, but but right? again, that's you know, that, that's the captain hold on, hold jumping on, ship early. I think before all this right. stuff, he had already announced he was gonna retire. I understand. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. So there was already that in the in the in the in the, in yeah. the atmosphere, right? Yeah. So it's just this is not more of a forced out situation, of more of like I'm just bumping up what I told everybody I was gonna do anyway. Which is right? abandoning so, ship. When the ship has hit an iceberg. Yeah, okay. Well, right? You, you, no, no. You go, go ahead. Spin right, it so think about this. Th so, so, so think about this. Let's say Bob said, you know what? I've had enough. I'm out. Right? 
So basically, he's then going to put a new interim CEO, Nikea, Nikia, Nikea Wright, at the precise moment when NAR is going through the most turmoil. Nah, I don't. I don't think Bob's that kind of guy. I don't. Like I said, I don't know him that well. But that to me. But again, he may have made the the uh, the decision or the the extrapolation of like um, I'm going to cause more distraction than I'm going to actually help, even though I think I'm the best person to do this. And because due to that, I'm going to leave. What really? I'm going to cause more distraction by staying through the end of. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that were calling for for heads to roll over there for sure, right? Right, which says forced out. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're. Not, I mean, I don't know why we're arguing about this because we're never going to know. So we're yeah. never going to know unless somebody wants to call in and give us a tip. But uh, <laughs> anyway, no, it's uh, again. We I mentioned I bring it up because you do have that as one of the big events of this year. And it is a big event, you know. When the the CEO of NAR changed, that's a big event. Um, so then, con- the same token, then we have to say a big event was Nikea Wright being appointed as CEO, right? Yeah. Even though she is a big giant cipher, and right now it's looking like she's a substitute teacher, you know, just in there for as an interim basis while they complete the executive search. You never know, right? I mean, maybe she's the permanent. Right, because the incumbent always has like an inside track, so that could be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Somebody completely from outside the industry, so that'll be interesting to see. All right. Next. Uh, we know, will end we this just, with this, I think, because this yeah, is like the I story mean, of 2023, if you will. Yeah, it's just a crappy housing market, right? Interest rates. Um, you know. Uh, below three, five million or four million, as you say, which is cr- a crazy number. Um, and uh, you know the the what what's going to happen as far as we know what's happened there has not affected really the membership at all yet, right? Right. Um, but we've got a, a, lo- a lot of other forces. And again, let's be honest: all these lawsuits we're talking about are going to take still years. None of the, you know, maybe the injunction that is ruled or something might might do something here, but whatever the DOJ, if something has to happen, but I, I just don't, I don't think it's going to happen that quickly. So, um, but you know, let's let's also, you know, on a uh, let's leave on a positive here. I mean, it's a, it's been incredible with uh, how the unemployment has dropped. You know, more people have jobs than ever. Um, the inflation is down to kind of like. I mean, it's it's almost in the rearview w- window, um, and you know we've had the largest, you know, with stock market is like a uh, had reached new highs, right? So, um, I mean, there's there's a lot of what do you laugh? These are three facts. Uh, yeah, I mean, are I, you, I, are you I, denying these these three facts? Yeah, I mean, I I don't believe in government numbers. Okay, all right. Well, I don't believe government numbers. We, well, we've been using the same goddamn government numbers forever. Nah, but, that's uh, fine. I, I'm just okay. saying, like you know, look at grocery bills. You know, like I, I just don't yeah. buy it. And unemployment just, is the lowest. Again, yeah, okay, yeah. Labor force participation being a d- different number. I get it. All right, it is what it is. We'll we'll see. You know, like you're you're right. probably right. You're probably right. I'm the conspiracy theorist. There's no doubt. I'm just saying. I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think if everybody looks at their 401k, you know. Thing this, especially after this last couple of weeks, this is um, ending on a huge rally as far as the stock market for. Um, I, I suppose as a guy who looks at that all the time now. Yeah. 
I mean, look, know. people like you and me have t- clearly benefited. You know, I get it. We're we're in the upper, you know, whatever. But I don't. I'm not getting that vibe at all from the rest. Well, of the you country. know, it's funny. I. I uh, you know, I'm, I work with a guy, a younger guy. His name is Cole, and his friends call it the vibe, the vibe, the vibe. What what is it? Vibe vibe session, right? Meaning, there's really all the numbers are what they are, and he, you know, people. Are, his friends might be making more than they ever have. They have jobs, and their friends have better jobs, and and you know. Yeah, the stock market's up. Maybe they're not participating. All these factors are there, but the vibe is one of like, you know, <laughs> it's not like, it's almost what you've kind of been expressing now. I'm saying those numbers, you're laughing because there's not a feeling of that. I don't know how that translates. There's not a feeling of it because there's not the reality of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I can't have an argument with somebody when we have numbers and we've been using these numbers, and they're just going to say, I don't believe okay. in those numbers. So, There's fine. Let's use facts. government numbers. Okay. I just fine. don't. Let, let's use government numbers. Right. Let's just use government numbers. I mean, I was uh, trying to end this unemployment. on, like, you know, go through this and have it on a high note as far as highlighting we'll, we'll some still things end that but Believe me, we're going to end on a high note. Right. I'm just okay. saying, right. fine. Let's use government numbers. Like, home prices have done what since 2019? Up, 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 up. How much? Like 50, 60%, right? It's, uh, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. How much yeah. have real wage growth from 2019 uh, for not, Cole and it, his buddies? It, it has not moved beyond it, any it, of the averages that it right, has been for Right. It's not 50%, 60%. So when no. we're talking about vibe session, yeah, it's because no, those it's young men aren't buying a house. No, they're not they're, buying a I house mean, any time in their fucking lifetime, right? So right, – yeah. No, right, right, I, That's using government numbers. So no, you, no, using government numbers, I'm saying you're saying, okay, if you want to buy a home, that – that particular segment, which we happen to be in, is miserable. Absolutely, right? Yeah. But there's not – I mean there's a lot of people who don't buy homes too. Okay, fine. Fine. So now you want to buy a car. Have you looked at car prices of late? Like gas prices? Like, okay. Let's use government numbers. That's all I'm saying. But again, I'm the conspiracy theorist. I totally get it. I'll own it. I'll, I'll own the that part of things. But to end on a high note, I do want to point out that I think – I get the steak dinner, right? I think I win the bet. <laughs> I think on the I think on the below four million, I could not even imagine that you will. But that that's absolutely steak dinner for Rob. I will take so suggestions one-on-one. from the one on one. I know. I will take suggestions from the audience as to what steak I should order. Whatever it is that I see. Uh, you decided where we went to go have my steak dinner, so I think I get to decide. You get to decide. You and Sonny can come with Jen and I and have our steak dinner. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's 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 you know on that. Let's uh, as we you know have a wrap, wrap up here. Let's let's do some uh, predictions of our own. Sure. Right. Um, let, let's start off with that. What what are uh, what's your predictions? And we'll we'll put a little tag on a okay okay a steak dinner on these ones too. Here, what's your prediction for? Uh, uh, home sales in 2024. I think existing home sales 2024 come in under four million. Again, again. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say over four million. Is that a bet? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Over under. Right. Yeah. I'm under yeah. four. Okay. You're you're over, over four. four. Right. Okay. okay. Good. Okay. NAR membership. When? Uh, you tell me. So I would say end of 24, which means we're really not going to until like January 25, right? 
you know what I mean? Like, because when, when NAR does this billing cycle, right, we're not going to know until sometime in the spring as to how, what the members, membership numbers. Well, they release numbers every qu- every month, right? Mm, yeah, they yeah, do. But, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll point to the website. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like all the 1.6 million realtors right now have to renew their NAR membership for 24, like right now. Well, if I if I join an association in July, I only pay half. I think they there's like some prorating. I do remember that. But the renewal, I'm just saying the renewal notice have already okay, gone so, out. So People you, have renewed, okay. right? So I'm again, saying I'm saying this. Every they 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 put numbers out every month, right? So they're sure, going to put a number sure. out in January. They're going to put a number out in February. Are you saying the February number of 2025? So let's say so basically the ending of December 24 numbers, whenever NAR puts it out. Well, again, they, they publish every month, right? So are you calling? But are they publishing for that month? Well, it, it would say, it says December X, January X. I mean. Yeah. So I would say January of 25 then. Okay. January 25 numbers, right? Right. Because that Probably to me released reflects in what February, 20... right? So January 25, what, what, what's that number? I think it's going to be below 800,000. Below 800. So that's 50% loss. That, that's, I mean, I'm going to win this bet. I mean, come on. All right. I, I, no, I, I say it's above 800. Okay. 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 All right. Jesus, you're making this really easy. Yeah. Um, I got two steak dinners coming up. Yes, you do. I don't know. No, that, you have uh, one. The- you have one coming. <laughs> I have one coming. So it'll cancel each other out. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, third one. What's the third prediction that we should we should? Okay, so I'll on? do this. We'll do it. We'll do the predictions as bets. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, we, might agree, de- we might agree though, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Does NAR declare bankruptcy in twenty four? No. Yes. Okay. That's another bet. Oh man! Right on. Okay. This is so good. All right. Um, number of MLSs. At the end of 2024. And to your oh, point, okay. well, how many, how many are there right now? There are 525, you said, Okay, right let's – and like I no, think – No, 522, um, you said, right? Yeah. So I – now let, let, let's like – I mean T360 does a great job putting out the real estate almanac. Yep. Um, and that I think comes out – usually they, they announce those numbers in March. Yeah. Right. So we're not going to yeah. know until March, whatever. Right. right. Um, Number of MLS at the end of 2024. Right. So which uh over under. Over under. So it's five twenty two now. Um man, I don't quite think we'll get below well there's two there. I would say four ninety five. Okay, I will take the under. Okay. Greg says four ninety five MLSs. Yep. Rob under that. I love this. I love this. <laughs> What else is there? Let's see here. Um, Who I wins think, the presidency? Know, oh yeah, it's it's um, the Democrats for sure. Okay. The, uh, nah, uh, so I'll take the other. Do you think Republicans win it? Yes. Now, notice I'm saying 
Democrats, the Democrats, not Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, so I'm and doing I'm the same Republicans thing. I'm saying Republicans. I don't know if Trump's going to be allowed to run, but you know. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so um, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's, uh, Assuming well, there's an election, Greg. by the way. Assuming there's an actual election. <laughs> you are you are so on fucking <laughs> on brand, dude. So funny. All right. Uh, what was I? I was just thinking of something too here. Um, oh. I mean, it's been a tough few years, and I hate to be. This is, you know, maybe sound negative, but let's just limit it to public companies. Yeah. Um, do any of the public real estate companies, you know, you think NAR is going bankrupt, but is anything major happened to um, those stocks? Those, I mean, are they go? Are we looking yeah, for but what's net the bet? What's the bet? Yeah, I, I don't know how to. I was going to say, do you think any of those are going to go bankrupt? But that might be a... No. Yeah. No, none of them. I don't know if there's a, a metric we can use there. With the exception of like, I don't know, like a small public, like a fathom, I could see them suffering, you know, well, with all the yeah. downturn and lawsuits though. and whatever, right? Yeah. I don't really see the big ones though. Okay. Here's one. Um, okay. Do any uh, state associations, I'm going to leave it to state. Okay. Okay. Uh, sever from NAR. Yes. I say no. Okay. I'm going to have so many steak dinners. Ah, this is so <laughs> fucking good, dude. Absolutely okay, no this... question. At least one state. At no, least no, one. not even. Not even, dude. At not least even. one. Probably multiple. <laughs> They're out. Well, we're, yeah, this is going to be like a Q1 steak fest. I don't know. I'm <laughs> too much protein. How could there be? Oh, you mean Q1 of 25. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, won't know, yeah. you know, some yeah. of this stuff until yeah. whenever. I don't know. Okay. Like the state association, I would probably collect pretty early because if one leaves, I want the steak dinner. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. I guess uh, he is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, All right. I think that's good, man. Those, those, that's are, good. those are solid. That's solid. <laughs> I mean, you've done it. I mean, I don't know if anybody's, I mean, if you haven't read um, Rob's predictions on his, his, his blog, please go and take, take a look at those. I think those are really solid. I appreciate that. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, here we go, man. Into the here year, we go. dude. What a wonderful twenty twenty. Yeah, last, last episode. Of yeah, of this year. I think we're gonna pause. Uh, we're gonna skip because the holidays. So I think our next show will be uh, January tenth. Um, you know, is when the air date is. We'll probably record the first week in January or something along those lines. Um, let me wish you a merry Christmas and a happy New Year, sir. Because I will not speak merry to Christmas you before to then. You. Happy uh, holidays. Yep, same to our wonderful production team and uh, to all of you listening. I mean, it's been it's been a momentous 2023. I don't want to say it's been a great year. Uh, it's been a momentous year. And I think we'll all look back on this year as being one of those pivotal moments. And 2024 promises to be exciting, wild, crazy, and woolly because election years always are in the housing market. Um and with everything that's happening, it's going to be a wild ride. And we look forward to seeing y'all next year to do that together. And I've just been uh, uh, thrilled to do this with you, Rob. Uh, it's been a, a, a way ups and downs year for me as well. And uh, uh, I just enjoy every Friday we get on here and, and talk too, about man. this. And and also talking to the listeners. I mean, thanks again yep. to everybody who listens. And when I go to trade shows and... Um, I told this story once. I was at a bar ordering something, and somebody looked at me literally where to go. 
I recognize that voice in the podcast, right? <laughs> so uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Yeah. Um, I truly appreciate it and, and all the support yeah. you guys have given me. Thanks, everyone. Ciao. Listen, content is everything. Two Brothers Creative makes it look easy. Right now, business owners really only have two options. The first option is hire a big firm. Now, this big firm's gonna come in, make you think that they invented all the algorithms and start charging you thousands of dollars every month. You don't wanna do that. Second option is to do it yourself. Well, that means you gotta learn SEO, SEM, copywriting, marketing techniques on the web. Ugh, you should be really focusing on your own product. But now there's a third option. It's called content in a box. Give Two Brothers Creative 30 minutes a week and they'll handle everything. Plus, they'll show you how to bring it in-house later on. They'll rebuild your marketing foundation and give you tools and techniques and a new marketing playbook that'll actually produce real results and help you grow your business. Two Brothers Creative will give you the confidence and know-how to tell the SEOs and SEMs and all those other acronyms to get fucked. You're in control now. Get started today at thecontentbox.com.